Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. guys welcome on back to let it grow investing uh, for episode number 38 uh, i am jeff and thank you for joining in uh, thanks for being here and uh, you know my goal here is really just to help everyone out uh, i really don't want to get to 2050 and have uh some of my my closest people uh say you know i wish i would have listened to you i wish i would have known some of this uh information that's out there now you know i really want everyone to uh retire comfortably and live well and have their money work for them. Uh, so ultimately, that's my goal. Make sure that, uh, you know, I try to uh, help others get on the right path and uh, and get in the right place for uh, a brighter future and uh, a smoother retirement, you know, regardless of what you need to put your money to work for, uh, you know, hopefully we can do that together and uh, and come up with a plan that's going to fit your uh, your timeline, your age, your needs, your risk, you know, a little bit of everything uh, ultimately let you figure out what uh, investments you want to make, what things you want to be into. And, uh, you know, uh, if you're just getting started, there are links in the description for, uh, you know, the different brokerages that I use. You have to follow that link and you will get a, a different bonus uh, for signing up. And uh, those links are in the description. But, uh, you know, we had some... Uh, Inflation news come out to the uh, producer uh, price index. Uh, these numbers were really high. I think it was the highest in 39 years. It came in at 9.6% year over year. Now, uh, you know, th that basically means that uh, the prices that uh, businesses are paying to make their goods have gone up 9.6% uh, in the year. And, you know, last week we had that uh, the CPI, the consumer price index was at 6.8%. So this one still shows that uh, on the producer side, it's still a bit higher, which means that uh, the, the next read for the consumer side will probably be higher yet as these prices keep rising. Uh, you know, the Fed is going to be coming out on uh, Wednesday. When you hear this, it'll be yesterday. And with some information on what they plan to do to combat this situation. Uh, we've also, you know, we're, we're going to wait and see what happens there. So I'll be talking about that on the Monday episode. Uh, but we also have the uh, the child tax credits are going to be done for 2021 uh, on the 15th as well of December. So that is going to also stop some of the, the excess money coming into the market, which ultimately will uh, be a little bit more strain on the uh, the you know, people who need are reliant on that money to go ahead and purchase some of the things that are uh, being made. Uh, so that could bring the uh, the inflation down, might uh, be a little bit harder on businesses as some of that free money is taken out of the economy. Uh, you know, I'm not going to argue with you if, if the, the child tax credit is a good or bad thing. But uh, in this instance, I believe that when some of this money comes out, uh, and I also think that a lot of people don't really realize how large of a, uh, a stimulus or a government, uh, you know, input this is coming into the market because the uh, unemployment benefits total to be about two to three billion uh, per month. 
uh, during the, the pandemic. And the child tax credits, you know, if your child under six is uh, 3000 uh, that you would receive spread out over the six uh, months, six payments. And between six and 17, I believe it was, wait, 3600 under six, 3000 from six to 17. I don't know if I said that right. So that is coming in at 15 to $16 billion monthly uh, that we are spending on these child tax credits that ultimately are going to be taxed as income and you're going to have to pay taxes on that money. Uh, I know we, we brushed over that before, but you know, I just wanted to you know, make everyone aware that that's still out there. Uh, so that's another 15 to $16 billion that won't be in the economy. Uh, that won't be, you know, going to McDonald's or Chipotle or Best Buy to buy different things. So, you know, if the the spending slows down, hopefully the uh, supply side can catch up, and you know we won't have such high demand for some things. Might put a little bit more strain on businesses, like I said. But this could be an inflection point where some of these prices start to come back down, and uh, and the supply chain gets a little bit more in line because you know it was artificially bumped higher just by the needs of, uh, you know, everyone having more money and, you know, more time and everything to go out and buy different things. I could also get the uh, unemployment numbers back in check a little bit. If, if people are getting unemployment and child tax credits, you know, if you're, you got two, three, four kids and you're getting unemployment, it might, you know, it's probably pushing a lot of people just to stay at home and collect the money that's being uh, sent their way and not go to work. So maybe it's a, a case where we can get some more people back into uh, some different jobs and fill some some different needs as well. Uh, so we real we will really see what is going to come of this in in the next couple months. Like like I said, I do believe it could be an inflection point uh, where that inflation is going to slow just on that uh, uh, excess money not being printed directly into the economy. But uh, we will see. And, uh, you know, the, the market has been getting punished for it, you know, as, uh, you know, as I'm, I'm saying this, you know, we're, we're down another 1.8% on the, uh, the NASDAQ today, uh, Dow is still holding up. You know, I, I said that was probably going to hold up better. It normally does. And, uh, you know, right now it, it's, uh, it's doing just that it's, uh, only down, uh, I believe it was, let me get back to that sheet. It was about 0.4%. And 0.24, so it's it's come down a bit. Nasdaq is 1.3. I looked a little bit earlier, but uh, yeah. So the the Dow's holding up a good bit better at 35,560, and the Nasdaq's at uh, 15.2, uh, down 209 on the day, and uh, the S and P is you know right in the middle of those two. Um, so yeah, the the Nasdaq is continuing to sell off as money is going to be getting uh, more expensive, and those companies are generally more growth oriented. So if they need to borrow money, uh, it's going to be more expensive for them to uh, do that in the future. A lot of the Dow stocks are, uh, you know, don't need the uh, the excess excess cash. They have uh, more cash on the balance sheet, and they're also more mature businesses. Uh, so yeah, the the Nasdaq stocks are going to be more uh, swayed by which one is going to need more money and the uh, the cost of that money also. Uh, so yeah, we're we're watching that also, and you know we uh, we're talking about watching the Dow stocks and looking for some opportunities to buy. Uh, I don't think we're we're not there yet on that side. I do think that the the Nasdaq stocks are probably 
getting to that point where a lot of them could uh, could be bought. And, uh, you know, when I am looking at the NASDAQ, um, I will take a look at what's getting beat down today. And, yeah, ChargePoint, Enphase, NEO, Matterport, uh, all, all on the downside today significantly. And, uh, you know, those are a couple that I would probably be starting to look to buy here. ChargePoint, certainly, it's getting towards that low, and it's uh, at the low side of the channel. Uh, end phase, I said, you know, if it broke that $200 mark off of, uh, I think it got up to 274 in October and November, um, uh, 282 in uh, November. So yeah, we're down about $81. Uh, overall, I know today we, we did see end phase get down to 194. It did get bought up pretty quick. And, uh, I, I kind of figured it would, once we got down to that level, I thought it would be starting to see some buy side uh pressure and bring that price back up it's doing just that uh also you know we've got uh the charge point doing similar thing and uh one more that i was watching is uh is still DraftKings. um that one's getting way too cheap to me uh you know i think we are on the uh the downside of that wave and you know maybe when we were originally looking at it it was more at the the peak and you know Sometimes you don't know until until it falls or until something happens. But uh, now I do think it is a good time to go ahead and start uh, adding to that one. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to hold your breath and uh, and click buy. It's uh, not always the most comforting thing. But when there's this much fear, this much uh, downside already uh, built into it, um, you know, sometimes you got to go ahead and make those moves to uh, start buying these names that you like and uh, average in. Because uh, ultimately, you know, when we do buy, these uh, stocks can come back down. They can go lower. But uh, in the long term, that's probably a good thing. Uh, you know, I don't want to have a small position in uh, DraftKings and say, you know, I buy 10 shares today at 28 and it goes up to 200 tomorrow. I mean, that that's all well and good. But uh, if I was really looking to have 300 shares uh, you know, I want to be able to accumulate the amount of shares that I want and then slowly see it gain and get to where I ultimately see it going. Uh, so, you know, maybe a little bit, a couple couple of red days aren't the worst thing that's going to happen to you. Um, you know, it, it is a good spot to add more if it's a name that you know and love and you've done your research on it. Uh, so that's what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to add to some of these names that are getting beat down very heavily, uh, increase my position size. Uh, to a, a point where I'm comfortable with and, you know, hope for long-term growth, not uh, not short-term pain. There there will be short-term pain. And uh, sometimes you just got to know that that's going to happen. And stocks, when you first buy them, you know, you don't have any gains, don't have any losses. But uh, so you're going to see more of those red days and green days. It's going to it's going to flop back and forth. Uh, but ultimately, when you start moving forward, you're going to see more green. Uh, and I see that in a lot of the growth names that I bought right now, a lot of them are still red and, uh, you know, a lot of the stocks that I've had for, you know, six months plus are in the green. So, you know, just be, uh, be aware that that short-term fear is there. Um, and there's a lot of reasons to buy right now as, you know, as the fear gets, uh, you know, a little bit thicker out there, you gotta be, uh, fearful when others are greedy and, and greedy when others are fearful. So I, I think we're getting time to be, 
uh, greedy right now as uh, other people want to sell off these growth stocks that we know ultimately are going to be great stocks. They're innovative companies and they're ones that we ultimately want to own long term. Uh, there's going to be a little bit of pain when you're looking at uh, at anything right now with a lot of the, the moves that are happening out there, especially in the growth stocks. But uh, we know that we're, you know, we're long term. Well, I'm a long term investor. I hope you guys have that long term uh, mindset also. And don't worry about the short term blips and, uh, you know, go ahead and start looking at some different things that you might want to buy and uh, be ready to dollar cost average into these things when uh, when you're ready. So that's a couple of stocks that I'm looking at right now when it comes to uh, ones that I already own and that I'm looking to add to uh, to increase my position size for these long term games that I really do think that they will have. Uh, but let's, uh, take a quick break and I will be right back. So we can learn a lot from the history and psychology of money, the, the things that people have done, what they've invested in and, uh, mistakes that other people have made. And, uh, this is one of the main reasons that I really want everyone to be invested long-term, uh, is because the, the money or the amount of money that you're going to lose by keeping your cash, holding cash. Uh, so if you had $100 in 1950, uh, you know, you could have purchased $100 worth of goods. Um, so, you know, that would have been probably, you know, months worth of food for a, an average family. And, uh, you know, fast forward 70 years, that $100 would have bought you about the equivalent of $8 worth of uh, the goods that it would have bought you in 1950. So you would have lost about 91% of your money by just keeping cash. So, you know, fast forward uh, 70 years from now, if you have $100 in, in 2020 money, it's going to buy you about $9 worth of goods in uh, 2090. So that's really what we're trying to do and why investing makes so much sense is because we're looking to plan for the future. Uh, and this is, you know, if you save a million dollars now, that million dollars isn't going to be a million dollars in 2070 or 2080. It's going to be, you know, a small fraction of that as to what it will actually buy you and what it represents in uh, in goods or services. So that's uh, one of the main things that is really the stressor of why we invest and try to outpace inflation is to really have that money work for us when we need it, when we're not working anymore or when, you know, we're looking to retire or have that money down the down the road, um, you know, but on the uh, on the investment side and the psychology of money. You have to have that money stay invested in order to uh, make that money and have those gains that you want. Um, you know, in uh, 1970s, 1977 to 90, uh, Peter Lynch ran a, uh, a fidelity fund. He ran the uh, Magellan Fund. He was able to get an annual return of 29% on this fund uh, for that duration. You know, he was there 13 years. So, you would think that most people would just stay invested. You know, he's doing good, doing a good job. But uh, a lot of people didn't see the forest through the trees kind of thing. And were buying at a high point and then selling when the, the market would go down. So they would rush into his fund late and then sell off when uh, anything went south. And, you know, oh, this is a scam. Stock market's not for me. They would either not get back in or they'd buy back in too late. And they'd already lose a lot of those returns. So they were 
maybe making 10, 15%, but they weren't getting the full gains of just staying invested, which is sometimes that trader mentality or the psychology of money that says, you know, well, everyone's in it now. Let's, you know, there's a lot of hype. Let's get into it. Let's buy this fund. But then, you know, things go south for a week or a month or two or, or even longer. And people want to get out. They say, oh, you know, Peter Lynch, he lost his lost his touch. You know, he, he can't invest anymore, whatever, whatever. And they uh, they write it off. So you know, my, my point here is stay invested for the long term. If you got a strategy or, uh, you know, a plan, you need to stay with it. You can't uh, just say, oh, you know, I don't know, pick a stock. Lucid went down. It was at 60 and now it's down at 40. I'm, I got to get out of this thing. You know, you should be looking if if you really wanted to buy it at 60, you probably should be looking to add at 40 unless you have a full position already. Uh, that's the way you're going to build real wealth is long term investing and staying invested and buying the dips, not selling when it falls. That's that's just kind of simple. Uh, you know, obviously, we don't want to catch a falling knife type deal to where these stocks are going lower and we just keep buying, buying, buying and buy them all the way down to zero. But if it's a sound company, you're buying quality, uh, you know, dips are your friend. It's uh, it's like getting your favorite items at the store on sale. Um, so when we look at the ARC funds, uh, the same thing could be said. You know, everyone was all, oh, Kathy Wood's the greatest, you know, last year. She's, uh, you know, doing so great. You know, our, our money is just tripled. Uh, but you know, now this year everyone's beaten up on her because you know, oh, the ARC funds are down 24% in a year. Everyone's getting out, um, you know, things like that. So my point is if, if you would have stayed invested from, uh, 2019 until today, you are currently up around 90%, which is awesome on a two year return. Yes. You, you, if you sold right at the peak, you know, back in February, you would have done, uh, you know, you would have done better initially, but uh, you don't know where this this fund is going in the next three, five, 10 years. So my point is you got to be invested in these and stay invested long term if you really want to see that money work for you. Um, you know, right now she's down about 23% on the year, but, uh, you know, over the two years, you're up 90. So you sometimes you got to take the good with the bad and know that these stocks are going to go through these cycles and really plan long term. You know, I always say you want to invest money that you're you're not willing to or that you're willing to lose uh, in the short term and know that long term you're going to come out on top. That's that's really what you're looking to do. This is it's not a gamble. It's it's a it's a calculated thing. There's a lot of different you know preparation that goes into making these moves. And I think a lot of people sell because they don't do the preparation, they don't do the homework, they just kind of go with the crowd. Well, everyone else is getting out of ARC, I need to be out. Um, you know, conversely, even Warren Buffett has made these mistakes. You know, in, in 2020, he was selling out of airline stocks at the low. Uh, hopefully, I'm, I'm sure he had a plan to put that money somewhere else. And he was, you know, I don't know his cost basis on these, but I know he was selling a lot of the airline stocks at uh, one of the worst times to sell them is when they were low. So, you know, I'm saying even even professionals, even money managers make mistakes. Um, but at the same time, we have to really take a, a long term approach and know, hey, I'm, I'm investing in this ETF. I have these money managers that are working for me. I've done research on the fund. I know it's a long term play. It's an innovation fund. It's going to 
be a rocky road. You know, sometimes these these stocks aren't all going to work out, but it is an actively managed fund. They are uh, buying and selling on a on a regular basis. Um, you know, so you really have to think about that long term. Is uh, is Teladoc or is Roku? Uh, are they? You know, the, are the stocks dead in the water? I don't think so. I, I think long term, we're we're still getting away from uh, going to the doctor as much. We're you know we have the the um, Zoom conferences or, or video calls. Uh, you know, people want to meet their doctors in different ways. People don't want to sign up for Verizon. People are cutting the cord. So there's going to be more of that benefit for Roku. There's going to be more benefit for EVs. Th these are the things that this fund is invested in. And if you think long term, these are are better plays. You have to stay invested. You know, granted, we we got the bump up of 2020 helping all these stocks, but as that kind of fades away and growth stocks are getting punished, yeah, I mean, Arc is going to sell off. That's just that's just how it goes. It it ran up too too far, too fast, and now we're seeing it come back down to uh, you know a bit of reality. Uh, but still, you'd still be up 90% over two years if you just stayed invested. Um, you know, conversely, when I'm looking at the uh, the Vanguard VOOG, the growth fund, it's got more large cap tech. Um, so that one is up, uh, you know, significantly this year and it looks great on paper. Um, so, you know, if you have a diversified approach where you've got large cap tech and then you've got some of these uh, innovative disruptor companies, plus some, uh, you know, Dow stocks mixed in, you know, you kind of take those those gains and losses and smooth it out to where you have a, a, a bit smoother of a path uh, on upwards, hopefully. So if you spread out that money, keep invested, you're, you're certainly going to do better long term than trying to time the market and move in and out, in and out when uh, you think that you're, you know, doing something right. It can certainly burn you. So use the dips as a opportunity to buy because in, in a long term, if if you know you're not worried about the money in the next six months or 12 months uh, and you have that longer time horizon, you can certainly see that uh, history has uh, favored stocks, favored real estate, uh, certainly to saving cash. And in the short term, you might get beat up. But in the long term, you're going to come out on top. You know, that that's my thought. And, and a bet in the, the market is a bet in uh, corporations and, uh, you know, the U.S. and the, the world abroad as uh, doing better and making more money. And I think these these companies are going to do better for you than uh, having your money sit under a mattress or in a savings account, not not doing anything for you where those banks are going to be making money off the money that you uh, lend to them or deposit in the bank account. So. Stay invested. Uh, look for the opportunities in these dip names. I'm not saying that ARC is a screaming. Uh, you got to buy it right now. But uh, if, if you like these types of funds, there certainly are values out there to be had. And uh, that is a good way to get a lot of different growth stocks under one umbrella and uh, really invest for the long term. Uh, like I said, you can cherry pick through the list. You can go on the ARC Invest and see all the, the stocks that they are invested in whether it's in the genomics, the fintech space, or simply just in their innovative ETF, you do have a lot of options there and uh, use a little bit of their knowledge in order to find some stocks that might work for you, whether it's ARC or one of the other brokerages or uh, investment funds, you can certainly use their knowledge to your advantage and uh, you know certainly help your portfolio see outsized returns going forward. Um, 
we might be in for a bit of a rocky period here. I certainly think that uh, there there could be some sell-off on some of these uh, news items that are coming out. We will see what the Fed decides to do, and uh, hopefully we've got some clarity as to which direction we're going to be going. Uh, but that's what I got for you guys today. Thank you for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share. And uh, I will catch you guys in the next one uh, on Monday. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell, and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.